0: you <music>
1: brilliant minds and looking at the world around them how do they 360 themselves and 360 the world jamie Neil, the host asked many questions about their mindset and how they fundamentally operate their world and the world around them hello and welcome back to 360 yourself i hope you've had a, a lovely morning um i always say to you reflect making sure you have your morning coffee. I mean, I've had about two cups of coffee this morning and I just said to my next guest, I'm literally buzzing off my tits. I never usually have coffee. Um I always have green tea because it really does affect me and you can probably you'll probably notice it now in this uh podcast that I'll probably be speaking really fast and I'll be like trying to really articulate my words and really slow down because I am uh infused with coffee. Um yeah, it's Colombian, it's Colombian coffee, so it's quite strong. Um, but anyway, uh, enough about my coffee intake. I've got a brilliant guest of you today. I've got a really, really good friend of mine. Um, unfortunately, we were sort of on the same job, but he came on for like 30 minutes and then he hated me so much that he had to leave. Um, so that's unfortunate, but anyway um i've got david j east today who is a director and photographer and he's a really 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 talented guy and i'm and he works with the most biggest brands and people around and he sees so much of uh life and culture and capture um captures it within a single frame and i just love to talk to him about how he sees the world and how he kind of lives his daily life so hey david how are you doing
2: Hello, I'm good. How are you doing?
1: I'm very, very good. Did you like my introduction? Pardon? Did you like my introduction? Yeah,
2: it was great. Yeah, I'm sorry that I uh, did uh, miss you on set. It's uh, my, totally my fault.
1: Uh, it's all right. It's all right. It's, I wasn't offended. Slightly I'm offended. So I, I was like, maybe he hates me. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> um, so where where are you chatting from today? Where are you chatting from?
2: Uh, I'm in my studio in Peckham, actually. Percy Building.
1: Good old Peckham. So, what made you decide to to have a studio in Peckham rather than like Dalston or like Shoreditch?
2: Well, I live in I live in Peckham. That so, kind of makes sense. Yeah, keep, uh, keep yeah. I got this like just as a. I used to live in Dalston and Stoke Newington before this. Uh, but um, yeah, I uh I moved to Peckham and then got a art studio
1: here, which is great. So what? So what did you? What did you like about uh, Stoke Newington and, and Dalston and then moved to like Peckham? What was the What was the move for?
2: um well i mean i moved when I first moved to london i lived in the East east and it was great and it's it is great and a lot of my friends live there and it's wicked but i don't know there's something about this about peckham that really drew to me i don't know i just like the fact that it's a bit more community centered i uh, i feel like people who live in Dulston that are listening to this might get offended <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, i don't know i just like i just like the smaller smaller vibe and like i think there's there's these load of these big studios in the center of Peckham, and I think that adds to like because I like got the studio for painting actually. Um, I did painting on the side, I quite like the fact that there's there's a lot of artists in like this area, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So I kind of This is why I kind of moved here as well. And I got a lot of friends that live around my house,
1: yeah, because I know I know like I know a few people who live in Peckham, and I go because Peckham's not and it's not miles out of the center of London, but it's a bit far out, kind of. Um, yeah.
2: Kind oh. of. I mean, it's as quick to get to center, central as it is from east. And it's also like on the overground, it's like 20 minutes from Shoreditch. So.
1: Oh, is it? OK. OK, because cause I, I used to live in Shoreditch. um, So I was like literally in the centre of the creative hub, if you think Shoreditch is the yeah. creative centre hub. But um, I know a lot of people who's in Peckham and a lot, a lot of people who are in Soknoton and Dalston and who equally have studios. And I've always wondered like and some people live in Brixton as well, which is quite, far, I think, quite far. I always, when I get invited to go out in Brixton, I'm like, whoa, that's that's a mission. About thirty minutes. Whoa, dear. <laughs> that's
2: the East London bubble you're in. I, I also felt like that.
1: Well, it's, it's, you but out, it's
2: like, it's, okay. it's literally
1: it's literally okay. half it's literally half an hour on on a train. But you, because you li- because I've lived always uh, not always, but I, for the last three years I've always lived in um, zone one. So if I have yeah. to go over the river, I'm like, whoa, So so far, <laughs> so far.
2: Yeah, and he- Brixton has a great uh, art scene too. It's really wicked.
1: Yeah, because I I, I I really do like going out in Brixton. I think the people are really cool. I love the um. That's like a, uh, you know, in Shoreditch, there's like a what's it called? A um, a box park. There's also a box park in Brixton. I like that as well. They do really good food there. Um, yeah. I just I I, I just get to, I get really uh, nervous even if I have to go to the London Bridge, uh, from Shoreditch. Um, because that's that for me, that's quite far as well. <laughs>
2: Uh, there's there's a whole world out there. Guys. There is,
1: there is. Anyway, um, enough about uh, Shoreditch and my love for Shoreditch and whatever. Um, tell me, how did it all start? Where did you come from? Where did the kind of creative impulse to start doing uh, photography and directing? What did you, what did your parents do? What? The, yeah, tell me from the, the start.
2: Um, cool. Yeah. So I actually I'm from Leeds originally, but um, I grew up in South Africa. Cool. Um, Grew up in, I went to school in Johannesburg and then I went to study in Cape Town. Uh-huh. And I spent like uh, a few years after studying in Cape Town before I moved to London. Uh-huh. Um, but I kind of just like growing up, we had family friends that were really like this guy was quite into film. And I quite, I enjoyed making skate videos. So I kind of like started learning from him about editing and stuff like this. And then I was like, cool, I want to do this as a like a career kind of thing. And then I went to film school. But then like at film school i kind of was in cape town i started like hanging out with loads of musicians and um started to like shoot them and then go on tour with them and then take their press photos and you know what i mean it just kind of then i started working with lots of other different musicians and kind of just started snowballing in cape town this is still when i was like first or second year
0: Mm
2: -hmm. and like By the end of, by third year I was at uni, I was kind of like barely not at uni, you know, I was kind of just shooting so much um, freelance work. Uh Uh, I was actually DOPing at that time um, and taking photos, so I was like, had so much freelance work that I barely went to uni. Um, And then, yeah, then I just lived in Cape Town for two years after that, doing loads of freelance, and then I got my first, I think my friend who I who is the DP that I used to assist. I used to be an AC for him. He was doing this job where he had to do two jobs in one weekend, but he couldn't, like, he was directing one, but he didn't want to direct both because he wanted his mind to just be on one, you know? So, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then he'd seen some of my, like, I used to shoot, like, these little poetic films with some friends, like, model friends that we'd go out for a day and I'd shoot some stuff and then uh-huh. add a little poem to it. And he saw some of like that, so he said, like, oh, I get, you could maybe direct one of these things. It wasn't like, it was just like a little spec piece, um, for this brand that he was trying to pitch to. Um, so I did it and I was like, wow, I don't actually want to DOP anymore. You know, I just want to like direct. This is so cool. Like everything is from my create. I've come up with everything
0: uh,
2: uh. It's on the screen. It's like, cool. I, that just, I got sold straight away, uh, uh. so I kind of dping and then try to. Do this directing thing, and then try to shoot a lot of music videos for bands and stuff. And then, um, yeah, I kind of got picked up, I guess, by Familiar and out in Cape Town. Um, I did a few music videos for, for UK artists
1: because they because they shoot a lot in Cape Town, don't they? Familiar.
2: Yeah, 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 exactly. So I, my I was actually I got signed by Marissa Kana, who's a director for um, music videos, and then she put me in forward with Familiar. Yeah, and then I signed to familiar and kind of moved to London at the same time oh, in 2016.
1: Yeah. So do do you, do you go back to Cape Town often? Because I, I obviously I know yeah. there's a, a lot of people shoot there for commercials and stuff, and obviously you you worked there and you and you lived there for mm. a while, so you must know all kind of the the talent and and the crews and stuff. So it must be quite yeah. an easy kind of transition of to like, go Cape from Town
2: for me is like my back garden in a way, you know, like. Mm um i've lived because i lived there for so long and also when you grow up as learning film stuff you kind of start knowing exactly where all the locations are and also start knowing all the people who do all these like all the crew and stuff so yeah i actually go back two or three months a year Mm -hmm. so i go back in december and come back in february Mm -hmm. also summer out there and it's like 35 degrees and it's winter here so it's like "Mm." and i have a place out there so it's kind of like makes sense and like half of my friends live there still so oh it, it's it's basically perfect basically i
1: i need to get a second place somewhere so i can just like jump out i have like friends who have like second homes in like uh like spain and italy and stuff and i'm like if i had a second home anywhere though that, that, that it was gonna be that hot yeah. i would not be spending most of my year in in london yeah.
2: it's amazing because my parents still live there so it's great i kind of have christmas there and just like live a bit of a summer life yeah and- yeah and then, like when January and middle of January, February comes, I try the like personal projects mm-hmm. uh, and try to get pe- and people shoot here. Well, people from here always want to shoot in Cape Town, so I always like managed to get a few jobs from the UK to shoot in Cape Town because I'm there already, you know? So, yeah, yeah, sense. for sure. Um, but yeah, it's, it's great, man. That place is like the most idyllic place in the world. I love it.
1: Mm, mm, mm. And so, and so is, is, what is kind of your uh, way of approaching your work? How, how are you inspired by what's around you? What, what do you? what do you do? What do you do in your spare time? Do you go to lots of uh, galleries? I know, I know you said you paint a lot. Do, have you ever thought about kind of mixing your, your paint work within your kind of uh, professional uh, photography work and your directing work?
2: Oh, it's a good question. Yeah, I um, have been uh, like, I have been asked to do something like that. Well, I I share my studio with another director, and we're always saying we should. He also paints too, and we we're always saying that we should um, do a collab exhibition where we put some of our film work up and some of our paintings.
0: Mm-hmm. But I
2: think in general, like, I go to yeah, I go to so many galleries, and but to be honest, I think as lame as this sounds just like landscapes i think the thing that inspires me the most like
0: Mm.
2: um whether that be like the cityscape or like cycling through the city or i don't know going to like a mountaintop you know Mm um i think those like just like nature or that like really inspires me but also i i I guess too like art in general Mm -hmm. watching so many um so many films in lockdown it was crazy
1: <laughs> yeah well I can i can imagine because obviously in lockdown you you just got yourself you've got a beautiful surroundings you might as well take advantage of where you are and actually just keep creating your own personal stuff and and paint and all that sort of thing
2: mm, yeah so i was unfortunately locked out my studio for two months in lockdown because they couldn't have people in here oh that's but, so
1: annoying
2: i know it is so annoying because it's like the perfect thing to do in lockdown just to paint by yourself but yeah um, took some paint home so that was fine but uh i watched like four films a day
1: <laughs> oh love it i love it i mean you, you really took some time out and just to chill and relax what kind of films were you were you watching it's
2: like my, well it was like during the week it was like um all art house and then on the weekends it was like just rubbish <laughs> trash tv yeah just like because i have a few drinks with some friends on zoom you know you had the pub quizzes and stuff and then you don't want to wake up and watch like loads of art house, you
1: know yeah yeah i've only, I've only literally gotten into trash tv Shoot you not literally <laughs> i i've never i've never really understood it because i i'm uh i don't know about you but i'm a gemini so yeah. i'm always curious about life i i i go down the street and i go why is it called a pavement like this is isn't is, i went nowhere. To lie this is what goes through my mind i'm like why is a tire is a tire so yeah,
0: that's true, actually. I literally
1: li- these things these things. So when I'm when I'm trying to uh, put, uh, watch content or films or that sort of thing, I always yeah. want to learn from it. So I never understood about just watching trash TV because I wasn't I was never learning anything. And then I realised, oh, no. and someone who I'm re- uh, recently talking to is was like, oh, you, it's really good just to like shut off your brain and just not to oh, think about anything.
2: Totally. I mean, that is what it's for. I mean, look, I I do agree with if you watch trash, you'll make trash, and I do agree with that. But I think there's it's time and place for just to like switch off yeah you know and like and like if i if you've had a whole day of working or you just like or a whole like week or two weeks of straight work mm. you need you need something to look like you know just to not you know you're just watching it for whatever yeah you
1: know? my my binge at the moment is uh it's it's very good the floor is lava Oh, yeah. <laughs> on netflix i literally it is i mean if, if people on this podcast don't know what with the floor the floor is lava if you've never had played this game when you're younger you must play it it literally is you're in a front room and the, literally the floor is lava so you can't touch the floor and they've made this uh netflix series based on that and there's actually there's actually like goop or liquid or on the floor and you've got to jump from one bit to one bit in a team it's literally the most simplest game ever but i just think it's so brilliant
2: amazing well next time i either a hung over or b just want to watch something for the sake of it i'll give that a, give that a check
1: it's definitely hungover, uh trash tv <laughs> sort of thing it is it is so brilliant i absolutely love it i do put it on like a saturday or sunday and just watch about five episodes of that because it's just funny how they're like they're obviously overacting as well they've been told by a producer to overreact when they fall into the lava when their teammates and they're like no and i'm like obviously the producer told you to do that <laughs> that's
2: amazing yeah
1: so uh, so coming out of obviously um you might you must know that there is a thing called covid happening at this moment in time mm-hmm. i've heard about it yeah you've yeah. heard about it um so we talk about what you've been doing uh in kind of covid what have, how have you kind of explored uh po- other possibilities professionally and personally coming out of covid like what have you been doing for time
2: um yeah, it's true because I mean I guess it's it's quite quiet in the commercial music video front. Um, I've been cycling a load. I was like, maybe I'm a pro cyclist.
1: You're pro <laughs> cyclist <happened>. now.
2: <laughs> no, <laughs> but I thought about
1: it. What so, you, so so what so you can do you director, your photographer, yeah. your painter, and now your pro cyclist. I mean that is multitasking to the max. I love it.
2: No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I do. I just I've <laughs> uh, been a lot. I don't know. I think I think I've been more seriously look about looking about selling my paintings um
1: and doing an exhibition so um, are you gonna I'm, I'm assuming you're gonna put that on your instagram uh selling your pictures
2: yeah yeah yeah
1: brilliant well but i just
2: i've just signed with like a little uh place in germany that um sells my prints now which is pretty cool
1: cool well if anyone wants to know um it obviously will be a in the contents um Uh, Section, But like uh, Dave's Instagram is Dave East, D-A-V-E-A-S-T. And I'm assuming that will be up soon-ish, maybe next month or so. So if you do want to get pictures and paintings of, of his work, you can find it on his Instagram. So that was a little plug for you. Thank you.
0: thank you very
1: much jamie no way um yeah so uh so you so what 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 made you kind of decide that you want to kind of sell yourself because i also paint as well but i just paint for myself i would never sell them they're literally just my own thoughts that would never ever kind of go into a brief or anything like that what made you kind of want to sell your kind of your babies um i don't
2: know i feel i do have a connection to my paintings but i'm also like I, I just want people to have them. I love having people them up in people's walls. I've sold, like, over the last year or two, I have sold maybe, like, a handful, because I haven't been, like, really purposely out there selling them, I don't have a website. I think it's more just, like, people who know me, they'll buy them. Yeah, um, yeah. But I have started now painting a lot bigger ones um, for exhibition purposes, and then maybe... For, I don't know. I just, I, just, I just like the fact that someone could have my painting on the wall. Mm. Um, I... Friend of mine sent me a picture of one of my new paintings on their wall. It's like a massive one that I just did, like just before lockdown. Uh-huh. And like that, to me, gave me so much joy. You know, just have I don't know, just seeing your art on someone else's wall. It's sick. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's like a like a an imprint of you is is so. Yeah. Uh, what's the word has affected them so much that they decide that actually I really really re- I really resonate with his idea, his vision, and I've put it in my space so I can see it every single day. I think that's quite. I mean, it's di- it's yeah. different when you obviously you do a photography or you do um, a magazine or whatever, or you do a music video, and people really really love it. But actually, love it that much that you want to have your vision in their space every single day. That's another thing, isn't it?
2: Yeah, And the thing about painting, a painting isn't like it's the original copy, you know, mm. so it's like, there's no like, I mean, obviously you can get the, um, prints of the painting, but when you actually have buy the canvas, it's like, I don't know, I just love paintings anyway, so.
1: Mm. I don't know, I I, I mean, I go back to, I would, I could, I don't know, I could never sell my paintings, I think I just, they're just for, I've got about 25 of them that I've made. Uh, so amazing. I've been do- I've been painting for like last three years, but they're literally just my own personal exploration, yeah. and I don't know. I can right. never ever give them away.
2: No, I get that totally, and I think there are some that I won't sell. but like yeah. three or four maybe that I won't sell, but I'm happy to like sell most of them.
1: Yeah, I remember I remember the first the first time I painted something. It was a breakup that I had. It was a really horrible breakup, and I paint, and I couldn't. I didn't know how to else to to explore I did I a, a, a wrote some, like a poem, or wrote like a, like a thing, and then I then was like, oh, what else can I do? I can paint it, I can paint what I feel, and I splashed it on and all that sort of thing, and I would never, ever sell it, or would never, ever give it away, because it just it reminds me of, like, why I was feeling such anger in that in that breakup, and uh, that kind of started and out, I, and I thought it was so therapeutic, and I was like, oh my god, this makes me feel so great, I'm going to keep painting, that's kind of how I started painting, but did you, yeah. did you did you do it from because you are very creative in, in a lot of your work I, I, my, one of my favorite ones is um your video for neptune, uh, called neptune and i oh, love yeah. i love the video, visuals in it I, was it just another medium to explore for you
2: yeah well i mean that video was that video was actually quite special because i've been friends with those guys for quite a while falls and um, been always wanting to do a video with them and And the one they chose is this 10 minute song. And it's like this, just if you listen to the song by itself anyway, it's like this very like big anthem, but it's also like, it's very emotional if you just listen to it. And we kind of wanted to just make this film that kind of represents the feeling of the song Mm. without having a full narrative. And I think what was really fun for me is that every, pretty much every frame in that video is like a, picture
1: yeah um so i because i i really see like a painting in it like i see your painting your like still canvas i see every frame i like it
2: yeah exactly and that was really fun to create because a lot of my other work and you know it's just like you there's some very like specific beautiful moments and then obviously there's like the narrative side of things or whatever and you have to get all the stories and stuff whereas this we kind of had free reign to just create imagery that just represents the mood you know mm, mm, uh, mm. like yeah it was so it was super fun to do and yeah burning it, stuff and making waterfalls and horses on the beach it's so, a yeah, very very fun day out
1: yeah yeah and because obviously you work in the commercial sector quite a lot and you've done uh, like a shoot for like Mercedes and you've done some other kind of commercial work what would be what would be your uh because of because you're such a creative person and, and you have your own personal um style and you have your own ideas when you are painting and you, you're doing your passion project what be the one thing within your kind of career that you would change that you that you would go like oh I, if i could do anything within the sector that i'm working is the one thing that i would like to change within what how 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 it all operates um mm, uh
2: like one thing i would do be do better or one thing I would change completely one thing missing. about the industry
1: that you would change
2: right um I'm not sure it's a tough question
1: yeah because like you know uh, for me it's like i I think because uh, we were talking about freelancers like uh, like if you could have like brands for instance could uh pay like a retainer fee for instance those sort of situations where like the artist yeah. or the or or you could have more of a creative IP over your creative thing when yeah. you're working over commercial stuff. To
2: do I- that, it's like having a bit more creative freedom, especially with some of the commercial work. It's just like, I mean, your director's cut at the end of the day is what you put out, mm. but that's not what everyone sees, you know? So, mm. like, you could film this amazing thing and then they use the wrong bits of it, but, I mean... Sometimes they don't, though. Sometimes I've had great commercial people that are like, yeah, this is what we wanted, and mm-hmm. when it's like your director's cut so
1: Yeah, I think, I think it must be so annoying when you have a, such a clear vision and you, obviously they, they, I'm assuming that when the, the ad agency uh, come about and they say this is, the, this is the beginning brief of what we have and then you kind of make it a vision and you want to kind of take it in another way because you think that's really, really cool and the reason why you brought yeah. me on is because you want my vision. And when they take yeah. it and they make it to something different, it must be so frustrating as an artist to have yeah. that can't take it away from you
2: yeah yeah i, I mean it happens less and less but it's like sometimes you yeah but then again sometimes you you go in knowing that that's going to happen because that's just what happens you know so yeah um i'm kind of open to i'm happy with <laughs> some, unless you like i don't know i don't know i think music videos are quite fun in that way whereas it's, i think it's a way way more of a collaboration and um
1: yeah you, you must get must get such a, a a different thrill from doing a commercial to a music video because obviously you get more uh more creative leverage on and also collaboration with the artist or with the label with the commissioner that you're working with
2: yeah exactly that's it yeah especially if you like like have worked with the artist before or like they're the ones that have chosen you and stuff it's like then it's kind of like you and them and then sometimes the label don't even really get involved you know it's just you and them like one-on-one this is what we want to make this is what we want to create
0: mm-hmm.
2: um whereas, like there's a lot of cooks sometimes on uh, commercials you know mm-hmm. um so, but i mean i would love them both for their own thing you know yeah commercials you have like way more money and play with way more toys and shoot some unbelievable stuff so
1: um, yeah, they they both have that they have the ups and downs yeah. with um, with anything. I think you go into commercials just knowing what the situation, what the result is. Going okay, this is what this is what it is. Yeah.
2: This is why short films are great because you can kind of just
1: do your own thing. Yeah, um, do you want do you want to do more of that in the future?
2: Yeah, so I've written I wrote like two in uh, lockdown. Oh, sweet. Try to try get done um, at least one of them by the end of the year. But I've got like another little project that I'm doing, like a little TV um pilot thing that i'm gonna shoot before the end of the year as well nice comedy which is weird because i'm like not really All well, my work is dra- like dramatic
1: yeah yeah pretty
2: but i'm like a bit of an idiot so <laughs> i've got like this like humorous sides that i really have been waiting to
1: like unleash um
2: yeah unleash for ages like i watch so much comedy and yeah like i said i'm a bit nuts
1: I so. <laughs> I I I also over lockdown I wrote a TV a TV uh, script for a comedy drama, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which which you would never again same thing you uh, you would never look within my work or me yeah, and, yeah. and but but That's if right. you know, if you know me as a person you know that I'm very humorous and and like to have a laugh so it kind of makes sense within my with me as a person but within my work you would never even see it so it's quite funny but how did how did that project come about then?
2: Um, well, me and my two friends have been wanting to do something. For a while, and um, yeah, like these like videos arose of this um, basically, like the topic that like, we're gonna do. And we all found it really fun. Like, we should literally just use that and just create this thing. I can't tell, say too much because I don't want to, like, of course, uh, of course not.
1: But it, <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's good. It's I was talking to someone yesterday about um, getting on and doing stuff. I think time is so short at the moment, um, yeah. not at the moment, but it's always, always has been. And I love people that actually just go, you know, I haven't really entered that territory before, but actually I have a really good idea and I just want to do it and I want to explore it. Because you never know when you're going to kick the bucket, as as they say.
2: I used to like, it's like when I first started painting, I'm like not a painter, I wasn't until, until I started painting and, like, I remember some people, like, why are you – like, you don't paint. Well, I'm oh, really don't, with those people. Don't you just don't hate know.
1: those people that just go, why are you doing that? Well, fuck
2: yeah, off. Yeah, and, I like, just, like, like, who says you can't, you know? So it's, like, the same thing as this TV thing. It's, like, why not? You know what I mean? Who's, who says you
1: can't, you know? Are you still friends yeah. with the people that go, why not? No. <laughs> Good. Good. That's... Get rid of them. Who needs We're those people? Boring. Why – why? Why? The, why are these judgy people go? Why? Why are you doing that? I don't understand. Wh- why? Why? Just is it because? <laughs> is it because they <laughs> I mean, can't do it?
2: What? no, I can do whatever I want. Surely, like you just find the world's your oyster. Surely.
1: I mean, yes, yeah, so I'm saying like I always believe there's, there's transferable skills in everything that you do, and just because yeah. you do, because because you have a brand identity or you've, you're making money in a certain area because people know you within that doesn't mean that you can then can't go into another area because you have skills in the area it's only because people know you as something and so behavior tells us when you look at a brand that tried to do something different people just go whoa whoa why are you doing that because we know you we know you as that why are you trying to go into a different thing
2: and i think like you, i mean you still know like what you and be capable of like i'm not gonna be a dancer now you know yeah <laughs> like,
1: i mean sure you know, like I, I, like I i, I w- i'm thinking about going work for spacex but i mean I, I, where's your oyster isn't it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: exactly. you may as well i mean i'd love to be an astronaut to be honest
1: Jimmy. Would you i mean i would as well i mean can you believe that i mean the thing, i think the thing that i would uh struggle with is is, is the solitude um yeah. in space i think that's the thing that i would struggle with because i'm such a people person I think left alone, my thoughts with no, with silence. I think it's a would, bit of an
2: extravagant lockdown, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's. But I mean, obviously, they go through months and months of training to to be in those solitude moments. But I think, I think, not even having like sound would also drive you insane as well.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, you do have sound in the cockpit. I mean, in the like, in the, the um, the space station.
1: Yeah but i think i think cuz i think what people i think the training allows you to overcome the fact that actually between you and glass there is nothing
2: yeah do you know what i mean I that that I crazy fact like, like edge of like it's like yeah i think it's awesome i think, I think, it's, al- it. I think it's
1: awesome but i would have to go through training so to, to get over that fact that actually there's just nothing there's silence There's just nothing there's nothing out there
2: yeah i think i mean i mean look i think we 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 could do it
1: I think we can we can put anything. Or we put our minds to, and then when we do it, we tell your fr- your ex friends. Actually, we're now ash- uh, astronauts, and we're like, well, why can't we do that?
2: Yeah, exactly. Cover of Time Magazine, in that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Just me, me, oh. me, me on the left hand side, in the middle of Elon, and then you on the right hand side. Yes, yeah, perfect. Of, of cover like, of Time Magazine.
2: This is like perfect.
1: I know, I know, but it is it is so true. It is so true, though, that I just I I find it really frustrating how people have when people have the mindset of, uh, oh, um, that's not possible, or oh, I'm doing this now, so why should I? Why no, should I even? I no. just find it really frustrating how people judge people or people don't think that they can do anything. Well, actually, the world is your oyster, and I love that Kevin Hart has this kind of quote going. Why not? Why can't? Why yeah. can't I do that?
2: Yeah, exactly. That's it- also how I try to live.
1: Yeah, because it's that like life is really, really short, and you don't. And it's that really, really great phrase of um, the the graveyard? Graveyard is full of uh, full of dead dreams, and I. And it's such a morbid thing, but actually, it's so true that a lot of people take their their dreams, their aspirations to the graveyard because they actually never get to do them. Mm.
2: Yeah.
1: So it's, I know, I take... it's it's important. But what what would be your kind of one phrase or quote that you would apart from? Uh, going after your dreams and that sort of thing how what would be your final kind of uh phrase or quote that you would kind of reflect on your life when you're in success or when you're in a kind of unbalanced moment
2: um well other than, other than i mean who says you can't is kinda a big one that i like to do or i also quite like is <laughs> surely please man it just means to me that just means why not you know what i mean surely just do it you know it's kind of like the night phrase surely
1: yeah i like that just surely just do it just do it that's why I, that's why i love nike like it's very simple three words just do it
2: yeah because i think i don't, I don't think
1: i don't think we do it just enough
2: yeah i agree i agree we don't
1: yeah people just don't do it just enough they just they think about it for too long and then they don't ever get around to doing it and i, I my my problem is that i just i don't think enough i just do it <laughs> so <laughs> i need a i need a, i need other people around me to think for me and then and then i just go okay well, i'm just gonna do it then now
2: surely yeah you have
1: to yeah surely yeah sure. yeah anyway i want to say thank you so much for giving me your time i think we've had such right. a brilliant kind of mixed conversation yeah, about great. lots of things i think to take away from this we're both going to be astronauts um yeah. and Perfect. you'll be you'll great. be seeing us on the time magazine very very soon
2: i'm going to sign up today i think i'm just going to give it on a tweet and see if he replies to
1: me i actually have his email so we can, i could definitely <laughs> cc you in and just email him Perfect. That sounds great. (laughs) Right. Anyway, thank you so much, David. Thank you very much, Jamie. That was fun. This is 360 Yourself and I'm Jamie Neal. Thank you very much for taking a moment to listen to our wonderful guests. Please subscribe to our podcast to access all our brilliant guest episodes. They are released every Sunday at 12 p.m. We are available on all listening platforms, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Overcast, Google Podcasts, and Castro. You can also find us on Instagram at 360 underscore yourself, Twitter at Yourself360, and our host at JamieNealJN. Thank you for listening.